all there on podcast. And welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network, where we just have lots of opinions with zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one. Crack up jokes, get your insight into the film, you play a couple games at the end. I'm your host, Adam. I'm joined by my co-host, Cowboy. That is me. And Mr. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> All right. It was your idea. It was your idea to sing before we started recording. Well, and now you. Then bartenders don't sing. Yep. Sure. <laughs> All right. This week, we conclude our thankful series where we choose movies we actually enjoy, movies we are thankful for. We had Cowboys Dark Crystal, we had Maestro's Nights of Badass Them, and now they it's my were. turn. This is 2017's The Greatest Showman. This is directed by Michael Gracie. It stars Hugh Jackman, Michelle Williams, Zach Efron, Zendaya, and Kiela Settle, along with other people. To what? Uh, that was a beard lady. Got it. Zendaya is uh, pretty tall. Is going She's to taller this? than you. Is that right? She's 5'10". Oh. Is that the same height as Taylor Swift? I'm 5'10". Exactly. She's taller than According you, According to my profile. Oh. <laughs> well, maybe she looks taller than I'm you. I'm 5'9 and 3 quarters, if I'm going to be honest. But whatever. Really? Round up. Depends on which shoes you're wearing, exactly right? right. <laughs> yeah. If I wear my lifts, then I'm like seven feet tall. Oh. They're very big lifts. You sure there's a lifts? <laughs> Are they like lifts from uh, I'm going to get you sucker? Do they have like uh... <laughs> No, they're the same lifts that the giant wore in this movie. Did you bought them? Did you <laughs> buy them in that. the 70s? <laughs> no, I bought them. Do they have little goldfish in the bottom? <laughs> Are you 750 pounds? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do the synopsis. Then we'll get into the, the movie. Uh, this movie it celebrates the birth of a show, of show business, and tells a visionary who rose from nothing to create a spectacle that became a worldwide sensation. Have you ever seen this movie before, Maestro? Yes, I have. Oh. I watched this twice. Um, two years. Wait. Not two years. One year ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. What? Nothing. All right. Uh, next question. <laughs> uh, Cowboy, have you seen this movie before? No, I have not seen this movie till you requested it. But I love it. All it's right. great. <laughs> it's uh, become uh, my 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 new. Favorite. I was I was actually shocked when I learned that you hadn't seen it before. Really? Because yeah. I know you're well, into musicals as, you're, as I am. You're you're damn right. But yeah. my life, my life my has life. been <laughs> has been so busy mm-hmm. until I got back on the podcast. Okay. Right. Um, that I, I didn't have time to watch movies and, and or TV in general. Now I still don't have time to watch TV, movies, or anything in general. But I make time to watch these movies. Okay. Since you requested this movie, I've watched it four times. Ah, uh, yes. Um, because my son loves the movie. Apparently, he saw it before I did. Okay. And so when I said, "Hey," one night I was like, "You guys want to watch a movie?" Uh, I watched it earlier today and. Uh, I think you're going to like it, so let's all sit down and watch a movie. They're like, what is it? I was like, it's The Greatest Showman. My son, who's eight, is like, oh, I love that show, you know? And so I was like, all right, cool. So everybody sat down and watched it, and everybody loves it. This this movie came into uh, my radar. Uh, I, I, I knew it, it came out. It was a thing, but I wasn't like, oh, I got to see that. It wasn't until my, my daughter, she, this was a, uh, This Is Me was a song that the choir was singing in their performance. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, because I try to do everything I can to help to help her, 
I was like, all right, I'm going to pull up the video for the song so that you can practice on the way to school. And the the video for This Is Me, it, it, it got me emotional to a point where I was oh, like, yeah. I need to see what this whole movie's about now. So I watched it. I fell in love, and I've watched it so many times since then. There, We, we, we like to karaoke. That's what we like to do. Um, <gasps> and um, Adam asked me to sing a song with him. Yes. Learn a song to sing with him during to karaoke uh, from this movie. And the first part, the, the, the first time I've ever seen anything of this movie was when you played the clip of the song, you wanted me to sing with you, The Other Side. Yes. From this movie. Right. I was and there. I, and yeah, you were here. I and was the bartender. <laughs> Where's my drink, bitch? No, I'm just kidding. Right but in front of you. I, I watched it, and that's the first thing. And and to be honest with you, watching that, I was like, oh, that's a cool, catchy song, right? But you didn't like have the any the emotions. But I had, I had no emotions yeah. because I didn't know the context of that scene. Right. I watched the movie. I see that scene. That song, and now it's like, that's the greatest song ever. Right? Along with Come Alive, um, Every The Greatest song. Showman, Tightrope, yep. you know, all of them. Yep. Every, every song in this entire movie, it, it's every, every scene, I would say, in this entire movie oh, yeah. is, is very emotionally driven to the point where I was watching it again uh, today just because I, I wanted another refresher. Right. I've seen this movie countless times. And even now, watching it again today, uh, I want to say it was like five or six times where I had emotional breakdowns watching it. Because the, 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 the emotions that are happening, that the, they elicit from you with, with the music and the scenes and the way the whole movie is put together, it's, it's, it's deep. Even though well, I know yeah. it's about to come, once it happens, it triggers well, things. And I oh say you had emotional breakdowns. I was um, weeping. Well, no, no, I get that. But this is what I'm saying. Everybody reacts differently. Yeah. I didn't have emotional weeping breakdowns. But okay. what I had was this inner vibrant, like, goosebumps. Yeah. Like, yes, yeah. uh, you know, like, especially, you know, this is me, you know. And and then when uh, Jenny, uh, Jenny, what's her last name? The, the opera singer yes. in the movie. Jenny. Uh, not Elfman. That's a no, not it's it's Danny Elfman. Man, come on, J- Jenny, uh, Jenny. Her wife, his wife is anyway. Jenny Elfman. Okay. When, when when she started, when she sang for the first time on stage and yes, PT uh, Barnum mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, heard her for the first time. He was nervous, and you saw he was nervous. I don't know what she sounds like. Right. And then when she started singing, he's just like jaw dropped, mouth open, just like his reaction to that was phenomenal. Hugh, can we talk about Hugh Jackman and how amazing he is? The, the guy is great. And the first the first uh, experience I had with Hugh Jackman doing a uh, musical was um, Les, Miserables, Les Miserables, which he was wonderful in. He was. Absolutely great. Yep. Um, then, you know, but Hugh Jackman's always been known as Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. The badass Wolverine. Dude is talented as fuck. Yes. He he did a whole thing. Uh, it, I think it was in Tony Awards where he did a whole performance. It might have been this song. No, he did a thing with Neil Patrick Harris even, and it was it's amazing. Who is also talented? He's very talented. It's he's part owner of the uh, Magic Magic Castle. Castle. Yes, yeah, he's an amateur magician, or uh, I wouldn't say amateur. He's more professional than I am, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can make an audience disappear. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
No, Neil Patrick was great. You can make a chair pregnant. Yeah, I, I can. Uh, oh my god! Whole side <laughs> story. Next random acts of tangent. Wait for a really interesting story. Ugh. Hopefully by that time we have video from uh, two perspectives. <laughs> oh yeah, from uh, both of us. But Greatest Showman, goddamn, Hugh Jackman's amazing. Uh, Zac Efron, I, uh, I, I, it's a weird thing to say, but I fell in love with him when he did uh, Thirteen Going on Thirty. I think is the name of okay. the movie. Where he played a young Chandler Bing, also known as Matthew Perry in real life. Yeah, uh, that's when great I, movie. That's when I first discovered him. But you yeah. know him from High School Musical. Okay, my my, my daughter uh, was in love with High School Musical. High School Musical one, two, and three when they came out, I probably see them. I probably saw them countless, countless times. And I still need to watch I, it. I, I will it. tell you, you, watch it. I'm sure I'll like it. It, it is. It, it well. The, for for kids, they're great musicals. Awesome. Good messages and stuff. And the songs are catchy. Uh, the songs are very catchy. That's what I'm <laughs> most concerned about. It, Which is good. The part of it. But the thing is, is like you you uh, <laughs> you watch Zac Efron playing Troy Bolton in High School Musical. Okay. And uh, you see him now in this show and you're just like, wow. He's, okay. he's grown up. He's talented, but he's you can see him grown up, and he can play a different character. See, he, he has a face that I initially am off. drawn to. No, I'm no. I'm upset by. Really, which one? Pretty? Is that guy? Yeah, yes, he's, he's too pretty. And I look at him, and yeah. I'm thinking like, you never wanted for anything. Well, yeah, just wait, <laughs> just wait till you see him in High School Musical as oh, Troy Bolton because okay. he's got the, he's a you know, yeah, but it's the same way I feel about like uh, Jessica Alba, like you must have had an easy life because look at that face. Look, look just the face? Yeah, who's going to say no to you? You've never heard the word no. Is it I mean, Jim Beam, dude. Come on. Jim hmm? Liquor? Doesn't she do the? No, that's not her. That's Miley Kunis. Never mind. Uh, Mia Kunis. Uh, Mia, yes. Mia Kunis. Mia, yes. Uh, same thing. Same damn thing. Right. Mia yeah. Kunis. Who said no to you? Who? Yeah. Right. Who? Right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Who? Zac Efron's is as attractive as Mia Kunis is, is what I'm getting at. I guess that's a weird way to say it. Uh, <laughs> it's just getting better. Keep giving me Jim Beam. He'll be right. even more attractive. Right. No. <laughs> Get the cask. Cask? Cask. Is it Devil's Cut? Yeah. Devil's Cut is yeah. the new thing. Yeah, that's yeah. part that like, it gets dripped mm. out. Yeah. But uh, back to the movie. Oh, uh, oh. The beginning of the movie. No. Too far. The intro of the movie. Phenomenal. From the beginning. Yeah. Oh, my God. Had you hooked. Yes. There's a whole performance. We got Hugh Jackman doing the circus thing. And the way that they... Transition to the story. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Transition from him singing the song as an adult to him seeing a reflection of himself in a store window it's, with that suit behind it's, it's the glass it's and beautiful. him as a boy. So, so as you're watching the movie, you're seeing the whole. You're seeing the max potential of what this could be, and then slides seamlessly into this is a dream of a boy, and then. We follow his journey to eventually getting to Reality. the exact same pinnacle of the of the moment. But it's 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 oh. the journey that was so touching, and and all the, the 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 movie, the musical movie has so many messages in it. Yes, that just makes you, if you're a horrible person or an okay person, want to do better. Want to do more. Want to strive for more. Absolutely. Want to see the colors in your dreams. Yes. A million dreams. That's all it's going to take. That's all it's going to take. Yeah. You know? 
God damn. There's just so it's it's inspirational. All right. Obviously, I love the movie. Cowboy loves the movie. Maestro. Yeah. Let's get some input here. What do you what What do you think about the movie? What, well, was, what was your vibe? Everything. My vibe about the whole movie right. was based on. Okay, I, I only want uh, about twenty to thirty minutes of you speaking without us interrupting. Go ahead. What? Okay. Yeah. Sure. All right. <laughs> I can do it. I can do it. Can you? Yeah. All right. Let's go. All right. Ready? Yeah. And oh, we're going to commercial. Oh, yeah. oh we're out of time. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> so uh, if you want to buy something and uh, you want to go in <laughs> So I was looking up um, a while back when I first saw Hugh Jackman over in X-Men. I saw his <laughs> background and he actually did a lot of musicals before this. One of which was Beauty and the Beast. Oh. Yeah. Was he the Beast? No. Gaston. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I get that. That, that mm-hmm. fits. That fits. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is before he was... Yes. Les Miserables, and he was yes. more Wolverine. What? How could he be more Mis- well, Les Miserables Wolverine? He, no, he's more Wolverine pre that. Say, he, Gaston's Wolverine. Even in Les Miserables, even oh, in Les okay. Miserables, he played a badass. Yes, he did. Okay. At the beginning, specifically at the beginning. It's uh, Jean-Luc? No, uh, not Jean-Luc. It's uh, Jean... 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 Ah. John, 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 John. That sounds right, yeah. John. But it's like two different spellings of it. I'll find out. <laughs> no, no, keep talking. I'll find out. Tell okay, you, okay you, you'll find out. Okay. Yeah, you go. So ahead. I was you're interested. I was interested in his musical career um, ever since I found out about him doing that because just like you two, I do like watching musicals as well. So I watched those with Rob. I saw him in the in a couple other films that he did that. I don't remember the name. Jean Valjean. That's it. Jean Valjean. Valjean. Yeah. yeah. They were very Jeanny. They're both Jeanny. Right? But one has an extra vowel. Yes. Not a vowel. Vowel. Got it. Jean Valjean. Oh, I'm sorry. We're supposed to watch talk for 30 minutes. Right? <laughs> so, so when I watched the film this time around, it was just really... I mean, it, it was something that I've never seen the story beforehand. I mean, this is very different for me. Uh, it, I, when, it, when I first heard the word, he was P.T. Barnum, I'm like... Wait a second, Barnum and Bailey? What? This is the beginning of everything's going on? I thought that's what the film was going with. And then I was looking at this is just a, re- a creation of something that's never been done before. This is something that's new. And I was like looking at the story as it was progressing, and I was just taken aback from the whole film. I was very entertained by the whole film. All right, so you also enjoyed it? Yeah, of course I enjoyed it. To the level it. that we did? Are you singing all the songs to yourself? Hell no. Did you have the soundtrack? No. Okay. no. <laughs> I enjoy it, but I don't think I'd ever. Right here, right now, I put the offer out. <laughs> I want to so bad. <laughs> I do but, too. But I want to do the podcast. Also. Yeah, right. Afterwards. No, ever. <gasps> we could, we could do an after party. Okay. Oh, wait, All what? Right. If you hang out to the end of the show, we will start singing. We will stop the podcast. Facebook. Stay live on Facebook. Right. We will sing uh, the no. other side. Yes. That's fair. And it was pretty, for all I was saying, it was pretty interesting at the way he started off because he had nothing at the beginning. No. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but, it, no, but yes. No, no, he oh, didn't yeah, have anything of. at the beginning. No. Yes. As a boy, he had nothing. His yes. dad was looked down on. He was looked down on. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the, the part of the movie that really like made me go, oh, was the beginning when he was a boy. He yep. took credit and he was like, sorry, sir, but. I made yeah. I made her laugh. It's my fault, and yeah, cool. it was my fault. Yeah. I made her laugh, and the guy, without hesitation, smacked him across the face and said, "Stay away from my daughter." I was like, "Wow, 
And the father did nothing. Nothing. At the time, though. Yeah. It's fine. If somebody did that to my child, I swear to God. Oh, no, yeah. I wouldn't just sit there. I don't care how low I am. But yeah. I, I, I get where he's coming from. Yes. Where P.T. Barnum's coming from. You know, I mean, that guy, his wife's father treated him such like dirt. Yep. And he gets up to that upper echelon. He's got a house just as big as them right down the street. And the kids, everybody's taking it. You know what? I don't know if I, I probably would probably do the same thing that he did at that party and be like. Absolutely. There's a lot, there's a lot of moments that in this movie. And uh, for me, the reason this movie resonated with me so well is because I view the podcast as my circus. Uh, the, the movie, it, it, it got me very emotional because I just, I connected dots with the way he views his, his circus, his museum, his, his whole thing. Yeah. The way I view the podcast and everything that he's gone through, I, every song is, it, it, it's, it, it hits a personal chord for me. Yeah. Uh, whether it be for the podcast or for my relationship or for anything and the, and the kids and wanting to make the life for your kids. I'm gonna get emotional talking about it. You're right? It, it's 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 just his his mentality and his drive is something I connect to in a very very real I, way. I, I I I do connect to that as well, but I think especially kids nowadays. I don't I don't know if you have the same thing, the same feeling, but like you and I both have kids, yes. and and we want to do as much as we can to make our have our kids have that life. Right. Right. But in this movie, those two girls knew yeah. what their father was doing and they were okay with the life yeah. they had. They 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 appreciated what he was doing. There were moments of disappointment. Yeah. But they appreciated all the work he was doing yeah. and stuff like that. And then you see, you know, like nowadays kids, yeah, no, they want everything, you know, blah blah blah. They yeah. don't they don't appreciate what the parents are working so hard to provide for them for. And it's like, oh, man, I wish kids would be like more like that today. Okay. But at, at, at the same token, I feel like it's uh, – I take it as my responsibility to make it seem like it, it is seamless. I, I, I want my daughter to think that I work hard for her. Yeah. But I also don't want her to think that I'm working just for her. Yeah. Like I need to work – as much as I do, so I can provide for you. No, I get that. And then when you have conversations with your kids and you try to explain this and blah, 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 yeah. it's like in one ear, out the other. You go to the store next time, oh, I want this, I want that, I want this. Like, ah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Because I, I have the struggle because the connection. Yeah. I'm thinking, I don't want to be doing podcasting so much so that I'm neglecting you. Yeah. I don't want you to think I'm doing this only because I need to make extra money so that I can get you the things that I want. Uh, so it, it's it's a weird struggle, and this movie covers everything perfectly, and the emotional ups and downs of, uh, yeah. Sometimes uh, th- there were times where I, I put too much into the podcast that I, I had my daughter was like, "All right, it's time for you to go to bed, so I can do some podcasting with with, with my friends," uh, and it felt shitty. And but I've worked it out in the schedule now where yeah. the podcast does not take away from her. Well, and that's that's why you, you yeah. know I don't come till after eight exactly. thirty, you know, right. because my priority is. Yes, going to be my family, my kids, you know. Right. Be- and also, I, I I I relate to this movie because of that, because there was a moment in my life where it was all about working and blah blah blah, and I was, you know, the things that I wanted to do to 
try and make a better life for everybody else. But then I realized I'm gone so much. Mm-hmm. I'm missing out on things with the kid, you yep. know, because I, I'm, I'm prioritizing, oh, I got to go podcast, you know, uh, on a Sunday afternoon or, or, you know, insert day in the afternoon right. taken away from that. We've now had it's a lot like, of weird schedules. Yes. Yeah. Now it's like, you know what? <laughs> hey, I, I'm available. You know, I, I want to do the show. I love doing the show. I love podcasting. But after 830, because yep. that's when little dude goes to bed. Right. Or that's when everybody goes to bed. So I'm not missing out on time with them. Exactly. I'm, I'm good. The only thing we're missing is on sleep, but we don't need sleep. But you know what? <laughs> I'll have plenty of sleep when I'm dead. Yes, that's the song. I think it's a weird Al song. All right, so, so make sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cowboy and I have personal connections to this uh, because of the kid's standpoint. Yes. I don't feel like you did, but I'm curious. Were there any parts of the movie that caused leakage from your eyeballs? Or close to leakage? My um, eyeballs can leak? <laughs> Emotional things. Did anything emotional happen to you during this movie? Where did this movie touch you? Uh, <laughs> well, this action figure. Yeah. In Albert or Einstein? Show me where this movie touched you, Mushroom. Uh, <laughs> it's a safe space. No judging. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm out of here. <laughs> They're doing touching. Oh, well, what? No, but seriously, we, yep. we, we talked about the emotions of the movie. Was, did you feel any of that for this movie, or you just because you said you enjoyed it, but yeah. how how deeply, how far did oh, this movie penetrate? How you? deeply? Oh, I keep using weird phrases. I know, right? But you know what I'm starting to say. Majority of the film was very interesting to me because it was a new story. Okay, it was it was beautifully choreographed, plenty of good logic. Okay, speaking from just as a if I was a film director, this is a beautiful movie. Yeah. Um, I loved the way they used the camera angles, the picturesque, the, the, even the color tones. They were beautiful. Yeah. The, um, the music, the storyline, the plot, the change, the, the twist, that was great. Um, it didn't hit me with any feelers like you guys did, though. Oh, okay. For me, it was more along the lines of an adventure. What, what was the closest, if, if at all, that you felt like? It probably was the beginning. Probably was actually at the beginning of how hard it was for him at the very beginning. Okay, and then, and then it just kind of felt like I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop when he got like a lot, like you know, um, okay, when he became famous. Okay, so so the Million Dreams song, yeah, yeah, yeah. when they were kids, and then it came to yeah. the adulthood. Yeah, that's that's that one I can resonate with the most because afterwards. Most of my dreams haven't come true yet. <laughs> so, they will. Yeah. They will. Okay. Just keep podcasting with me. What? <laughs> I mean, um, it's fine. <laughs> no, I, 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 I did read a couple, like, because after I watched the movie, I was like, okay, was this a true story How about P.T. Barnum? Okay. How accurate was it? And uh, apparently there was a lot of portrayal of P.T. Barnum's life. The Jenny Lind right. and P.T. Barnum, that relationship was was. I, I don't know how accurate it was because there's been speculation that when they were – he did meet Jenny Lind and he did bring her to the United States and, and start this tour. But apparently it's not uh, it's not substantiated with like knowledge, but there may have been an extramarital affair between the two, yeah. two of them. Okay. Um, in the movie, it portrayed it more as uh, – he was more interested in her as – 
talent. His uh, ticket, ticket to ticket to the world, the other side. No, if, no, if no ticket to the world because in the movie she's like, she's like, I, I, I made you top of the world. Yeah, she made him top of the world because yeah. he brought her to the United States. She was expecting more. I mean, that's how it portrayed it in the movie. Yes, but there's no corroboration of like that really happened of or accuracy. anything like that yeah. of accuracy okay. and stuff. I, d- I do want to talk about that before we move on to any more of that. Uh, as far as the relationship between uh, uh, P.T. Barnum and uh, the girl that was singing Never Enough, this this movie did a very good job, I think, of taking you on a journey and making you question your thoughts and beliefs on things. Because I, for me, I thought he did nothing wrong. He He was... Aside from neglecting his family a little bit. Maritally, he did nothing wrong. Maritally, yes. That's, that's the question I want to ask here. Because he, in my mind, he didn't cheat on her physically. Yes. He, he did, I think, cheat. As the movie portrayed. Right. He, he did cheat on her uh, with his dreams a little bit. Yeah. But it was not a thing with that girl. That girl was incidental. Yeah. That girl was the... Automobile to get to the dreams. Okay. Measure. Yes. What? Uh, if if you were P.T. Barnum. Yes. And uh, your lady. Yeah. Was the wife of P.T. Barnum. That the whole thing that happened with the, the 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 opera singer girl. Yeah. Is that infidelity? That oh we're going serious on this one. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you something. Okay. If you were to. Uh, Take the relationship to a place where you know that you would you the stuff that you were be you would be talking with your significant other. You're talking with someone else. Mm-hmm. Do you find that as a point where you're substituting the person that you're supposed to be talking to this with about with someone else? Are are, are you asking him personally, or no? I'm, just, I'm, okay. I'm putting. I'm posing because, a hypothetical because I have a personal feeling about all right this, uh, and the way the movie portrayed it, P.T. Barnum didn't realize what was happening. Right. Um, there is such a thing as um, okay emotional if, cheating. Uh, no, no, it's oh. it's uh, um, an emotional affair. Okay, right. Okay. Yeah. For instance, if you were to have an issue or you're having a hard time with your significant other, mm-hmm. um, it I believe it's wrong for me as a male um, having, a, say, a marital issue with my wife, right? Right. To rely emotionally uh, and talk about my issues with another female. Oh. Okay. Okay. Because here's what happens. More times than not, here's what happens. You start talking to another female about your issues you're having with your wife. Now you're making an emotional connection with that other female. They're okay. starting to feel how, how, how you're coming across or how you're portraying it okay. and blah, blah. Now you make that emotional connection. And, and more times than not, that emotional connection – Branches off into can, something, can, can branch visible. off into something okay. more. And and I think P.T. Barnum, the way it was portrayed in this movie, was was using uh, Jenny Lind as a, I'm going to make you a star. 
Yeah. Which in turn is going to make me because he even said it in the movie. Um, I'm I'm tired of putting on a facade. I'm tired of being. Yeah. You know the the guy who brings on you know all this crazy stuff. I want to bring something real. Yeah. And so he brings Jenny Lind and he goes with it. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you a star throughout the whole United States. But I don't think it was so much he was doing it for her. He was doing it for his own benefit to benefit his family. She didn't see it that way. Yeah, she she had hopes she had hopes of of, of more, more from him. From him. Uh but in his mind she was a vehicle. And, yeah. and she actually crystallized the thoughts. I'm just one of your other side shows. Yeah. In that one scene where he, she was about ready to kiss him, he's like, well, I, I think I need to go. Because he saw what was happening, and he didn't want that. Right. And so when that happened on stage, she orchestrated that in the movie. We don't know what happened in real life, but in the movie, she yes. orchestrated We're that. We're talking about the movie. Who cares yeah. about real life? We, she orchestrated that to, to <laughs> destroy him. Yes. When... To be quite honest, you with don't you, love me back. Then fuck you in your yeah, life. Yeah, but that's not what destroyed him. Okay. He came back, but that's not what destroyed him, because there was a scene where his wife Charity was like, "You know, I was okay. I'm okay to take all the risks, but you need to let me know about them." We, we, I, I was always okay with the risks, but we always did it together. Yeah, exactly. Her, exactly. And, damn. Because the, and that's the thing that this movie does so brilliant to, for me. As I was like all on his side, like yes, you're doing everything you need to do, and then like oh shit, from you that more, perspective, you, you took oh a loan out on the house and didn't tell your wife. All right, okay. Well, if you look at it from that way, then yes, it was a dick move on my part. I'm sorry, but <laughs> his all, intentions were great. All the way up to the point, I was like, what? Why are you pissed? The that thing- was obviously he loves you. Why would you get mad about that? Oh no, those other issues. Oh fuck. <laughs> because his intentions were great, but and, and that's showing you that yeah. his intentions were great, but there was a lack of communication. Yeah. She was always okay with taking the risks and doing it. And she would have said yes. She said, I would have said yes. Yes. But you didn't come to me and say yeah. anything. So now oh. now now there's a piece of trust gone because you don't trust to talk to me about this stuff. This is our life. We're blending Two lives into one, and, and and you want your own life, but we're and, and at the beginning yeah. it was together, and then oh absolutely he, he got uh, blinded by the lights. No, actually it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't together at the beginning. The, 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 there was when they got married and yes. blah 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 and everything. But when he took out the ten thousand dollar loan yes, at that point with the ships at right. the bottom of the China, deep China Sea or whatever it was. So that's true. You yeah. know, in the Pacific. Yeah, he, he, she's like, "How do we get a loan?" He's like, uh, "The the uh, yeah. shipping vessels in the bottom of the." They usually China have collateral. Sea. We have collateral. Yeah, it's in the China Sea. Yeah, real deep. Yeah, <laughs> China Sea. Yeah, it, it, but but she was okay with that because he told her about it. Yeah, she kind of let it go. You know, she she was a passenger for a lot of this. Oh yeah, which I could see being problematic. <laughs> but but uh, but if you go back to the beginning of the movie when she was a child, she just wanted to be with the guy. It didn't matter. She loved him unconditionally, and she would have continued, and she did continue to love him unconditionally yeah. when he saw the error of his ways. Yes, because because he, he was blinded by the light. Well, because he uh, yeah, he's in that line until from, it resonates. <laughs> from what was portrayed in the movie, he didn't cheat on her. That was choreographed by Jenny Lynn to right. destroy him. Yes, 
and she believed in him and 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 what he said and yes. he came back and he said you know i, I realized i fucked up i uh, i brought hardship to you yeah but see as another thing i i love i love barnum i love the way he did things and yeah. the way he fessed up to it He's he's a huge Jackman. And then, and then at the man. end, at the end of the movie, at the end of the movie, he hands over the hat, and Philip Carlyle goes, "Well, what are you going to do?" He's like, "I'm going to spend time with my family, watch and my, my girls. Kids grow up. Yeah, I'm going to yes. watch my kids grow up. Oh my god, it's your show. So much. My yes. name, my name's on it. Well, you know, we're fifty fifty now. See, not knowing the history of anything, I was expecting Zac Efron to be. Uh, his name to be Bailey. Bailey. Yes. yes. I was expecting him to be Bailey because it's, it's, it's the Barnum and Bailey circus that, that we know. But where, where, where did Bailey come in in the Barnum and Bailey circus? It, it's in the sequel. Oh, my God. Is there a sequel? I want there to be a sequel so bad. No, uh, I don't. I want this. This is fine. This is, it's a perfect movie. Yeah. As it is, I don't want anything to possibly ruin this. Barnum... To join their venture, which redeemed in Brooklyn, New York, April tenth, eighteen seventy one. Okay, so this movie came out in uh, two thousand seventeen. So this was after that. <laughs> oh, I see. Historically, <laughs> all right, Mishra. Yes. Uh, which song out of all the songs did you enjoy the most? Ooh. Oh, I'd have to say. The other side. The other side? Yeah. Oh, yes. Was yeah. that because we were singing it uh, four times in a row before? What can I say? What can I say? Kind of like you dug into my <laughs> eardrums pretty well. You know? it's, it's a great soundtrack because I, I listen to it regularly. Not even that. I mean, even the choreography was amazing. Right? Yeah. And the outfits? You just like the scarves. I, no, I like the top hats. And the scarves. And the tails. And the scarves had nothing I to do could, with it. I can live with it without the scarves. Really? Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 I like the scarves, dude. What are you See? talking about? But, but it's, it's not a make or break for me. It's no. just like a, it's, it's a, a creamy feeling on top of the... So apparently, <laughs> just to give you a little background, <laughs> Bailey, yep. Bailey's Circus was outperforming Barnum's... Oh, Sought to merge the circuses, so Barnum sought to merge the circuses because Bailey's Circus mm. was outperforming Barnum's Circus. Okay, okay? so uh, the two groups agreed to combine their shows on March twenty eighth, eighteen eighty one. And then Barnum then- died in eighteen ninety one, and Bailey then purchased the circus from the widow. Bailey continued touring the Eastern United States until he took the circus to Europe. And that's how they became the Ringling Brothers. Barnum and Bailey. Oh, Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey. That's so so Barnum, oh. yeah, so Barnum sought to buy out or, or, or combine with Bailey's circus, you know. Okay. So apparently there was a person named Bailey that started a circus right. like Barnum. So, so this is an origin story for Barnum. Uh, yes. Which we can now look forward to an origin story for Bailey. Maybe. And then there's going to be a whole Avengers series of circus people. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then we're going to have like shoot-offs. <laughs> there's going to be like Anne... Yeah. yeah, the trapeze artist. And then Thanos will come out and snap some fingers. Right, and now it's P.T. Barnum. And Bailey's and then we're going to have a whole movie of the story of the bearded lady and the wolf guy or the dog man and the 750-pound man. 500 pounds. Okay. Uh, I had notes that I was going to write down because I loved everything about the movie all the way through. And every, every scene I, I, I want to go through, but for the purposes of, of timing, we can't do that, obviously. 
What, what, what scenes were most impactful for you? There's not an impactful scene, but this goes back to the, 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 the choreography of the movie. Okay. Uh, the beginning of the, the, the song, um, oh, shoot, whatever. Um, uh, name the songs. Oh, my gosh. I just had him. Anyway, there was a scene where he's looking for the live performers, okay. right? Yes, okay. yes. And that song, Come Alive. Come Alive. Come Alive. Uh, I, I, I said it before you. The Hammers. Even though I said it after you. The, the Hammers, you know, where yeah, it's like nailing, da, da, uh, nailing, yeah, yeah, yeah. nailing the signs up. Yep. I, I love that, dude, because it all played part of the song, and the choreography of that was just so perfect. And the girls going dun-dun, dun-dun, yeah. you know, it, that was amazing. But as far as the most impactful portion of the movie, okay, obviously This Is Me is great, you know? Okay. This is me is great. Um, the the feel good portion of the movie, uh, the other side was was good. Right. But the, the part that really struck me was uh, uh, break the chains. Chains, okay. chains, or, yeah. or what? It's break the chains, right? It's, um, from now on, that song. No, 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 no. From now on, it's at the end. Break okay. the chains is where Zac Efron, Philip Carlyle, okay. goes in there, goes, we can break the chains. Oh. And that whole choreography. Uh, rewrite history. Rewrite history. Rewrite yeah. the stars. Yeah, rewrite the stars. Yes. Yeah. That oh. scene is fucking... And then at the end of it, she's like, I can't. I can't. And she walks away. And then Philip Carlyle gets injured in the fire. Right. And she's like, I was wrong. And she starts singing that song. That's... That that's it. That's it. That that was that was very tearjerkery. Yeah, for sure. Because we the whole song was like it was it was a good expression of love between the two of them, and they they both kind of shared the same views, but also from opposite sides. Well, yeah, they were because both on the other side. Of because things. at first, yeah, well, side? because at first he wanted her. Yeah, but then it it's took, not a secret he tried to hide. Well, it took him a while to realize that you know what? Fuck everybody else. Yes, this is what I want. I'm so going to go after it. In the story, so many, like, like you were saying at the beginning, things that you should just take away from this. There, there's a lot. There's Who a lot cares what away. anybody else thinks about you? Yeah. Go after what you want. You know, I mean, he wanted Anne from the moment where she swung up the other side, and at the end of the other side, yes. you know, and he saw her. He's like, "Who's that?" You know, he he knew he wanted her. Right. Okay. And then so they're watching um, Jenny Lynn sing. He grabs her hand, but then some up upstate yeah. upper class people saw him holding hands you can and he say lets, honky it's fine you're whatever he lets go of her hand and she realizes oh i'm not good enough for you right which she's not wrong no she's not wrong no and th- but that's the thing this movie did so well everybody in this movie at some point does something that's like ugh. but then also like you, you you're relate. not wrong yes yes that's fucked up, but and then he I get goes it. And, 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 oh. and oh yeah, PT Barnum gave me a ticket for this play, and then she gets two tickets, and then he then Carlisle walks up and goes, "I didn't think you'd show up if yeah, if it was me, if it was me, you know." Yeah, everybody messes up. Yeah, but they also you see their side in such a way that in in this movie, all the villains are heroes, and heroes are villains. Aside from uh, the parents of. Uh, the Charity, girl. yeah, Charity's parents—they suck. Uh, everybody else is. Well, I, I guess the people that burn down the circus are also bad people. The hoodlums in New York. But everybody else in the movie—they show perfectly oh, yeah. a good and a bad side, 
And at the by the end of the movie, everybody's. Well, I mean, it was great at the end where you know P.T. Barnum's like, "How can I rebuild a building? I don't have any money. I can't get a loan. Nobody, nobody would give me a loan." Blah blah blah. They yeah. all said no, and then Carlisle's like, "Well, doing business with you, I realized that uh, it, I took my ten percent weekly, <laughs> and uh, so uh, fifty fifty partners." And then all of a sudden, it was like, "Well, yeah, how are we going to build a building with that?" And he's like, "We don't need a building." <gasps> You know, it's like, oh, you know, land in freaking New York is expensive. I can get land really cheap, you know, yeah, over here. And then all of a sudden, boom, there's a freaking tent. And circle back to the first song you hear. and The Greatest Showman. Yes. And if you listen to the soundtrack, it's one continuous song. Yeah. It doesn't break it up. Uh, but they do have that breakup in the middle where KLA or whatever does that whole part. And then he hands over the hat. Yeah. And then... Philip Carlisle takes over. Oh my God! This is the greatest show. All right, there, there's one scene that I wanted to point out because I, it, it's it's easy to miss, but I appreciate it a lot. And this was at the very beginning of the movie. Uh, this is during the uh, the part where it's, it's all fantasy, basically. It opens up with Hugh Jackman behind the risers and doing his thing, and then as he's circling. The camera is circling around him, and the dancers are also around him, behind him. But there's strobe lights in a way that it's one of those. Uh, it's, it's it's an old toy, basically, where it's like it's a, a circle wheel, in which if you spin it fast enough, it looks like they're moving. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember they that. They did that exact scene in that shot, where there's strobe lights and they're dancing around him as the camera is circling around him. And I was like. Oh, that's like the old because it used to be like the old a, motion. It was an elephant, yeah, or something. It was a circusy thing that was happening, and they captured that so well. It's like snap motion or something like yes, that, yeah, you know? right. But but it's it's it's, it's, it's like a sphere. It, it, it's no bigger than a basketball. It's the cin- cinematography in the movie. It's oh my that, god, that, it's amazing. Everything was everything's amazing. Oh, I mean, you know, when he comes home after he got laid off, he's like, "Oh, what'd you give me for my birthday?" And he's like, "Oh," and he makes his whole story yeah. up about you know, I, I but I got the blueprints. He's like, "Make a wish," you it, know. They, they told every every storyline that was told in this movie was executed flawlessly. And the thing is, what we talk about the uh, the, uh, uh, the where something comes up. And then later on, it's supposed to come up and, and, yes. and you know, As a, if you, if you call back the gun in the beginning, it yes. needs to be used in the right? later in the okay. scene. Yeah. She, she wished for ballet slippers. Yeah. When he made it big and got the house, hey, that's for you. Oh, she wanted to marry Santa Claus. Okay, that's not going to happen, well, right? Yeah, that's but, not for this movie. Oh, and this is for you. And she got ballet slippers. Mm. That was like, uh, oh my gosh. It was also because uh, not I, a tearjerker for you at all. No, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> the, the scene where uh, Barnum is out performing with Jamie Lynn, and the wife is at home singing the tightrope song, and she's she's uh, the motions are coming so real. And then uh, there's a point where you see through silhouettes. They're dancing. They're dancing together. And is she dancing? Through the sheets or uh, not the drapes? Yeah. The drapes. That he disappears. Oh my god! It's a drape. It's like oh. Ugh. Or 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 how about? It's, effect- it's a very very effective way to portray the emotions she's having at that right? moment. Or or how about when, when? And then right into my eyeballs where they start leaking. How about where the daughter was dancing on and stage the, the, the and there's chair. an empty chair? Oh god. my gosh! 
And then, and then at the same time, it cuts to them having family dinner. They're having a good time, and then it, it, it kind of it fades back, and you see the empty chair, and you see them having fun through the empty chair. Yeah, it's it's the absence. It was it was such a good, and it comes back to where he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to spend time with my girls." Yes, God, because he realizes, you know, and 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 you know what? If he did end up having extramarital affairs with Jenny Lind in real life, but realized. I was wrong. Yeah, I was just caught up in my own yep. freaking ego and head and wanting to provide for them. And then I got caught up in this emotionally but realized it and came out of it. Honestly, I think that's something you can work through. Yeah. Uh, yes. You know? Generally speaking. Generally speaking. Generally speaking, yes. You know? I, I feel like uh, if, if this is obviously a fantasization of the actual story. Yeah. But if you it was just, a great if you distill all the parts down to what they probably were in reality, I would like to think that this is how it happened. Accurate, yeah, yes, absolutely. Certain things were fantasticized or whatever the word is for it, but the core story and the themes. I like that word, fantasticized. <laughs> fantasticized is probably the better, yeah, whatever, more accurate word. Fantasized. Uh, fan, uh, but it doesn't sound as like show many as I'm trying to go for, especially in this podcast. Well, if you went <laughs> trying to get the other side, so I was trying to. Yeah. What, what what what's the word you would use? Incredible for a oh, <laughs> it's, it's too simple for what I'm going for. Magnificent. Mm, how many of those? Seven? Five? Five? Seven. How many? How many syllables do you need? Uh, thirty-five. Thirty-five. Okay. <laughs> Super That's what I was trying to say. Thank you, thank you, cowboy. You were I no mean, help, my you, you, you can do it backwards. <laughs> Dosha Sally Espiastic Fragicalirufus. But that's going a little too far. It is going too far. Woo! And now that girl's my wife. Undiddly, undiddly, I. Another great Disney musical. <laughs> I would consider that a musical. Absolutely, it is. Hell yeah. Did you watch the new one? No. Nope. Yes. Oh. How much did you like it? I liked it a lot. Okay, good. Haven't seen it. My brother. Dude, did you see Dear Frank Dyke? Yes. He was a banker. Yes, he was. I've, I've opened your eyes. To I, the well, no, no, showman. no, but I know a man with the wooden leg named Smith. <laughs> oh, yes. What's the name of his other leg? <laughs> <laughs> that right. came up in the movie. After this, let's go fly a kite. All right. <laughs> And this is random access spoilers. It is. That's good. I like. Nope. Uh, Nope. Nope. (laughs) I was about to go way off track. So, because you love to laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Long and loud and clear. (laughs) All right. You love to laugh <laughs> so everybody can hear. Some people laugh through their jeans. <laughs> Some people laugh through their noses. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Ah, right. Whatever. <laughs> we'll play it. We'll play it later. Oh, we have so many things to do after the show is over. Right? Okay. So, Greater Showman. Yes. Uh... 
I, 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 dude, we any, can talk about this for hours, honestly, you and I. Any downsides? Anything that you took from this movie? Yes, or like, there is a downside. Oh. The ended? end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Punch! Mishiro. Yes. What did you hate about this movie? Um, it was fine. I mean, I didn't really hate anything about it. Okay. I mean, Good. except for... That's the correct answer. Oh, no. <laughs> what? No, it's fine, dude. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which which character would you have been in this movie? Do you think if you had to pick a character? Well, I would have been hesitant at the beginning. I'm not. I'm not as uh, head forward, headstrong. Not headstrong. I wouldn't have gone as forward as for in entrepreneurship as Hugh Jackman's character would have. Okay, but I would have been. I would have been the kind of person that would follow through. So probably Zach Efron's character. Okay. Philip Carlyle, all the way. Zac Efron. I mean, no, not yeah. not because of Zac Efron, but because um, uh, in the beginning he's he's a go getter. Yeah. Right, but in his own world. Yes. He desires more. Yes. He doesn't know it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't realize it. He desires more. He needs that person to yep. believe in him. Right. To push him to the other side. To the excellence that he could. To the other side. So you could hold. Yes. To, to the other, other side. side. That's, that's you know, yes. Philip Carlisle okay. all the way. But then once you're there, boom. Grab the bull by the horns. Take the top hat. Slide out on your knees. This was, is the greatest show. It's so beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. That's, that's, that's a beautiful that's, thing. That's my personality. Okay. You know? Uh, I, I, I'm Barnum only because <laughs> it's weird. It's it's like I host uh, multiple podcasts uh, and need to be the ringleader. It's I just realized it. Oh, I'm the bartender. <laughs> I actually I see you as. Um, oh, I hope this isn't condescending at all. The the tattooed guy. At least it wasn't a bearded lady. No, no. Oh, okay. But it's also a compliment because one thing I did notice about the performances, which was which made it super effective. Every time everybody was performing, especially in This Is Me, the emotions that came through, not just, not just from the lead singer, the uh, the bearded lady, all the other people that were there, you see on their faces oh, yeah. the, the, how strong they felt about that song. Yeah. Every, every performer in this movie brought it and brought it so hard. Okay. I, Zendaya. I know Zendaya okay. from... Casey Undercover. Okay. And shake it up. Okay. Because okay. I, I have a 16 year old daughter who, when Shake It Up was on with Zendaya and Bella Thorne, she watched that religiously all the time. And we had to watch it all the time. And then, then Zendaya was on Casey Undercover. And then we were watching that all the time. Okay. That girl's grown up and into a great actress. Okay. She played a great part. Seeing her from before, just like Zac Efron, seeing him in High School Musical, okay, and then seeing right. him in this is like, you know, to, to be quite honest, when I was watching this, when I, when I watched the, the the clip of the other side, right, I didn't like, realize that was Zac Efron. Oh, sorry, no, <laughs> I didn't. It wasn't until I started watching the movie, and then he comes up in the movie. I was like, he look, looks familiar. Oh my gosh, that's Zac Efron. Uh, and then I was like, is that a Zac Efron? Then I looked it up. I was like, that is. Is it because he was dressed like an adult, not a high schooler? Uh, it's because he's <laughs> not so young and because okay. he he 
he actually can act. Yeah. Really? You didn't see him in uh, 16, 17? 13 going on 30 yeah. or yeah. whatever, so, or 17 again. Oh, shit. I think it was 17. I think it messed up the title earlier. 17 yeah. again or whatever? Oh, no. Yes. Well, yeah. that's true. But no, no. I seen him in that, and it was good, but I still saw the young Zac Efron from High School Musical in that movie. But even in that movie that Mike and I were talking about, which we are on opposite sides of what the title is, uh, he was playing a very young person. Yes. He, in this movie, he's playing an adult. Yes. Uh, and like a, he, he plays it well. But but here's the thing: it's like it's like seeing him play Troy Bolton in High School Musical, <laughs> and then seeing him in this, it's like, wow, you know, you got chops, man. He's got chops. Well, you get, the guy's talented. Yeah. And and to be quite honest with you, I think he's like the only one in High School Musical that's gone on to <laughs> to, to do movies like right. this. You know. I want to see that now. I want to see it really bad. Uh, not like tonight. Dude, yeah, but, uh, to be honest with you, you're going to like it because the songs. I, and, I, and, I'm a sucker for songs. And we'll start singing the songs, dude, because oh, no. I, I know a lot of them. Okay. <laughs> I'm Prince Huma Huma Nuka Nuka Apple. Never mind. All right. Any, any thoughts <laughs> about the, the movie before we move on to the rest of the, the show? All right, moving oh on. no, I'm, I'm, dude. You and I can go I know, on forever, so that's just move anything on. more relevant that we shouldn't. Okay. So, like I said at the top of the show, we have lots of opinions with zero credentials. You didn't sing it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear if people actually have credentials or the the audience? Let, let's let's do the credentials first. All right. The. Oh wait, hold on. What's this happening? Oh yes. wait, yes, it is. What I meant to say was good reviews or bad reviews. Oh, okay. Credentials come in later. Okay. <laughs> Good reviews. Good reviews first. <clears throat> this is from Sam Adams. He makes beer, I think. No. Samuel Adams. Yeah. Sam is short for Samuel. Good reviews from Sam Adams <laughs> from Slate. <laughs> like Barnum himself. Is an elegant fraud. Nice enough to look at as long as you don't look too close. Wait, that's a good review? <laughs> I think I might have messed this up. Uh, Nick Barber from BBC.com. Hugh Jackman's feel-good new film, The Greatest Showman, is where he truly gets to unleash his inner trooper. Super tr- is he a super trooper? It's spelled trooper like a... Uh, Chupacabra? Troop. Like a uh, drama troop. Oh, okay. And he barely stopped singing, dancing, and flicking around a top hat from beginning to end. Hmm? An old-fashioned musical. This is from uh, Philip de Sanlian. <laughs> from Time Out. An old-fashioned musical with none more zeitgeisty song sheet. It may not be a flawless piece of storytelling, but it's, pr- it's a pretty decent show. No. Bad reviews from Richard Brody from New York. New Yorker. Oh my God. Guys, stupid. He doesn't like musicals. Ugh. An art critic that cannot find pleasure in arts. Or theater critic. Is his name Barnett? Yeah. The director, Michael Gracie, delivers quick doses of excitement in splashy scenes, but has little feel for the choreographic action. What? Yeah. Uh, wait, wait. Is this guy what's the, what's the critic's name in the New York? Is it right. Barrett or Barnett? Uh, offers scant historical substance and displays slender dramatic insight. 
Oh, this scoop guy, it. He's he's so dumb. Richard Brody, what a dumb name. That's the most I can do right now. This is Dick Brody. Uh, Matthew Rosa. <laughs> I'm obviously biased. I'm very obviously biased. And uh, I agree. These are all wrong, in- inaccurately bad reviews. Yes. Uh, Matthew Rosa from Salon.com. Really, Salon? Salon. Just keep doing yeah, hair. Sorry. This isn't <laughs> <laughs> or nails. This, this Do you work at Happy Nails? I mean, I don't know. This isn't the story of Barnum's life, but a formulaic rags to riches story grafted onto the broad outlines of Barnum's career as a circus entrepreneur. Uh, you suck, uh, Matthew <laughs> Lacona. Uh, your name's already dumb. <laughs> Historians now agree. What Barnum wasn't. Can we just skip the bad reviews? Yeah, uh, this guy's awful. Wait, there's a sucker born every minute, but there's a hard to escape the feeling that you're being sold a poptimistic bill of goods here. Oh, uh, see what he did? He turned optimistic into pop because it's the songs are catchy. Ah, uh, he sucks. All right. Yeah, these these guys are the critics from. Yeah, you know, they should just be like, yeah, I didn't enjoy the show, but the people that watched the show did. Right. Uh, turns out I don't know anything about musicals or theaters or emotions, and this movie sucked because Hugh Jackman's Wolverine and fuck him. That's that's what these people should have said. He, that's what it sounded like. Right, they're the worst. Nah. I feel like I need to throw up. It's it's that's I it's very disturbing. That's the drink. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. That doesn't do that to us. The drink feels good. Those reviews make me feel bad. 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 I, th- I thought these were going to be critics, but no. No. <laughs> no. Now it's time for the Rotten Tomatoes game. This is the part of the show where I make the guys guess the score based on the Rotten Tomatoes score. 100. Okay. For those of you who have the scoring system, <laughs> score bias. 0 to 100 amongst the critics and the audience. 0 to 59 is rotten. 60 to 84 is fresh. 85 and up is certified fresh. What do you want to <laughs> guess first, the critics or the audience? Uh, let's go with the audience. Audience first, Mishra. Oh, me first. Yeah. 60. 60% for the audience. 75. Oh, that's a pretty big difference. The audience rated this at 86%. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little low for my taste, but Uh, it's fine. I I said 100. I know. Uh, You're right. You're closer to being correct. Yes. Oh, okay. uh, based in this room. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> now we're doing critics? The tomato meter. Oh, okay. The critics that are rating the show from their critic chairs. So I know that these critics can be really, 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 really off. They can be. Yeah. And especially considering... That was not a clue. I'm just... Yeah, I know. But you, you gave me a lot with the, all the bad reviews. They, they didn't even... Give the movie a chance to the point where they just couldn't see past Wolverine's claws. Okay. So I'm thinking I'm sticking with a hard fifty. Fifty. Woo. Measures thinks critics suck. What do you think? Well, I said seventy-five, and it was eighty-six. I, I do believe that a lot of the time the critics are lower than the audience. Okay. Uh, on a lot of occasions, but uh, I'm I'm gonna say eighty. 80 for the... Oh, all right. Real high. The tomato meter was... 
56%. Wow. I want all these licenses revoked for these critics. Yeah, I was giving them too much credit. Yeah. Yeah, you were. Yeah. All right, this is going to be weird and Why? difficult. Why? Paul Giamatti <laughs> and Gary Oldman were not in this movie. And thank God. Who would you ever play? None. <laughs> None. The, hey, you know what? Oh, no, I, I, I change it. Okay. Paul Giamatti and, and the Gary, guy, Oldman. Gary Oldman can be two of the guys that are the hoodlums in New York. Okay. Okay. That's about it. That makes sense. Because I, I, no, I would not sense. change anything else. The, or maybe the people in the crowd. Right. Okay. Well, based on those answers, then I have the winner. Paul Giamatti is the ticket taker. Oh, he's about part of the crowd. But his interaction, he's yeah. also the thief, right? Okay, great. And Gary Oldman is the critic, the theater critic. I think the guy that played the theater critic was pretty damn good. But Gary Oldman as that? Come on. I wouldn't change anything, dude. It's difficult. I'm more say. biased than you? How is that possible? I'm trying to be present in the moment and watch my dogs grow up. That's not what I was oh, trying yeah, to say. Yeah, no. Right. Now it's time for trivia. Oh. This is a part of the show where I give you guys a little I kind of like this information. Oh, I, I, I love trivia. Yeah. It used to be like three points, and I started adding like I, I had to cut myself off after five, I think, in this one. <laughs> Hugh Jackman read some three dozen books on P.T. Barnum to prepare for the title role. Again, uh, Hugh Jackman is... There's three dozen books yeah, out for P.T. Barnum. That's, that's what yeah. I took away from that. This film was a dream project for Hugh Jackman since 2009. This, wow. As a reminder, is a 2017 film. So this is this is basically a Deadpool. This is a Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. This is a Hugh Jackman Hugh Jackman Deadpool for yes. Ryan Reynolds. By the way, I love the back and forth between Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman on Twitters. They they fake K each other. They're always coming after each okay. other because of the Wolverine and, De- and Deadpool. Dude, thing. like remember that? It's great. You you saw you saw the what's it called the 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 gin commercial. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Even in the Deadpool movie, uh, he's got a Hugh Jackman mask on. That <laughs> when he takes off his mask and he's trying to before he reveals to his girlfriend that yeah. he he's scar faced. Yeah. <laughs> it's got Hugh Jackman t- mask on. That's because of the f- the fake hilarious feud that they have on tw- on Instagram and Twitter. It's so great. Oh, those guys are the best. They are awesome. <laughs> All right. Um, by the way, by the way, yeah, I'm wearing the Deadpool shirt tonight. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, switch that camera over there. Yes. It says, Tis the season for cuddling with uh, Deadpool uh, being sexy. Absolutely. <laughs> He's a sexy bitch. He is. In red. All right. More trivia. Here we go. This is a, a little bit of a longer one. Barnum's American Museum was so popular that the crowds inside would linger much too long, thereby cutting the profits. <laughs> To make this, to fix this, uh, Barnum started posting signs. Said this way to egress. Fans, not knowing what egress meant, followed the signs. Turns out egress means exit. <laughs> so they followed the signs and were just led outside. Nice. That's fun. It's not a movie fact, but it's a Barnum fact. I like it. Many of the costumes used in the ensemble circus scenes at the beginning and end of the film were borrowed 
from Feld Entertainment, the current owners of Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus, and were used in production of the greatest show on earth. Hmm. So the costumes they were using, yes, were legit costumes. Genuine. Oh. Nice. Whew. Where do uh, I get a hold of those? Right? <laughs> Last one. Zach Efron said the kiss that he had with Sandeha in this film was one of his favorite kisses. No, his favorite kiss of all time. There was a lot of romance leading up to it. Yeah. Yeah, I see it. Their first kiss was when he was in the hospital bed. Yes. And the emotions. Yeah. The emotions. It was very believable. Everything in this movie. But then Zendaya did such a freaking wonderful job. She she, she showed interest. It was night and day from Casey Undercover and Shake It Up, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing as like, yeah. You know, like, like I don't know Zac, what those are, but I, Zach Efron's uh, huh. actions with Gabrielle in the High School Musical was night and day compared to this. All right, and it's night and day from uh, doing a circus to having claws come out of your hands for you, Jack. Yeah, absolutely, but not night and day from being Jean Valjean, Valjean. to uh, P.T. Barnum. All right, that was 2017's The Greatest Showman, the greatest movie ever made. Uh, directed by Michael. Agree. <laughs> Gracie, I honestly got to think this is my favorite film of all time. Yes. I, I was going through my list. Uh, this is my favorite musical of all time. I, Not I, my favorite film. I'm going I'm going movie, I think. Uh, well, uh, it's it's musical. I, I went through. I was, you got to have a genre. I started putting together a list of films for my thankful episode. And I went alphabetically. And once I got to the G's. And I got to Greatest Showman. I was like, "Oh, the rest of these films suck." I'm doing Greatest Showman. No, well, I have a greatest movie. Okay, Tombstone. Okay. Ooh, I've seen it a long time. That that's that's my most favorite movie. But I, I guess it would be more like a history movie. Okay. Like like you know, a history type movie because I have a favorite war movie, which is Glory. Saving Private. Oh. Glory, Glory. with uh, uh, Matthew Broderick. And Denzel Washington. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's dude, it's a great okay. movie. But my that. favorite musical is definitely got to be The Greatest Showman now. Right? Absolutely. It was Mary Poppins. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> All right. So, uh, next year for Halloween. Yes. I will be dressing up as Mary Poppins. P.G. Barnum. <laughs> and you will be dressing up as? Philip Carlyle. Uh, I don't want to make these costumes myself. No, no, no. Don't, I don't. want to buy it. So what I might do instead, I'm going to go to Amazon. Really? Dude, I just looked it up on Amazon. But, Is that right? Yeah, but what I did... Tell when me I, more. When I looked it up on Amazon, what I did first is I went to our website, Rat Pack. Dot productions. What? Dot com wow. or whatever. No, Rat Pack Dot Productions. Yeah. Rat Pack Dot Productions. Yeah, right yeah, well, <laughs> I, I didn't have it up on my phone, you know. I don't have a fancy computer like you. But I went to Rat Pack Dot Productions and I clicked on the banner, the Amazon banner. Yes. There's, there's an Amazon banner on our website. If you click on that, you can log into your account. You can do your shopping just like normal. doesn't cost you any extra. But when you buy something, it helps support the show. Yeah. yeah. Team effort. 
So that was 2017's The Greatest Showman, directed by Michael Gracie. Whoa, 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 whoa. We didn't get to the numbers. You oh. skipped the numbers. You're right. Money makes the world go round. <laughs> this is where I give you guys a perspective in the film where it held up financially to its peers. The budget for this film was $84 million. $84 million. $84 million? What do you think this grossed worldwide? Total. 300 Ooh. All right. 300 386 Always one-upping me, eh? No, I 86 steps to you. Kazaa! In the U.S., this is gross. $174 million. In the foreign box office, it grossed about $260 million. Total is $434 million. So, I went. I went with the audience. The audience was eighty six, dude. Mm. Yeah, they, they dude, dude, forget the forget. No, oh. forget the freaking <laughs> critics. They were at fifty something, but yeah. the audience was at eighty six. This was a slow burn. This didn't. This was more of a cult classic. I think when it came out, it was like a meh. current cult classic. It's weird to call it a cult classic when it just came out two years ago. But uh, I'm talking about as far as box office. Yeah, this became bigger after it was out of theaters. I think. Okay. That's because when I watched it, or, or do you think, or do you think it became bigger after a couple of weeks? It was in the theaters because the hearsay. That's actually true. Because on the opening weekend, December twentieth, two thousand seventeen, it was at eight point eight million. The following weekend, it was I think fourteen to fifteen million. I, I think the word got out. Yes, how good it was. Right. <clears throat> this was the twenty first highest grossing film of night of two thousand seventeen. Whoa! I didn't update my script all the way. Number one that year was Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Go figure. Of course, people don't know a good movie when they see it. What? Uh, Last Jedi wasn't bad, but it wasn't like the greatest showman good. <sighs> it's all the geeks. I mean, I'm a geek, but still, it was it was it was nice to see. It I just think Star that Wars. a lot of people are going to these Star Wars movies because they they feel like they have to be the first person to go see Star Wars oh, in the movie absolutely. theater. It's FOMO. Uh, yeah, it's all FOMO. Uh, Fear missing out. All right, so that was 2017's Greatest Showman by Michael Gracie, directed by. Ooh. Check our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers or ratpack.productions, either way. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at spoilers show. Uh, write us via email at spoilers at ratpack.productions for any questions, opinions, or movie requests. Please rate and review the show on iTunes. Oh, I'm not sure if that works anymore. Nope. nope. I gotta. I need to update the script to yeah. find out what's happening. Anyway, next week. I know we just finished Thankful series. <laughs> yes, but we're back. <laughs> we're, we're back to Maestro. <laughs> uh, My time has come. <laughs> we are doing a movie. It was left up to me to decide between two. I have chosen the... Wait, 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 wait. Uh, I changed it. Oh, no. Yes. On the fly? Yes. I was already... Right? Connected or something to one of those. I know. What do you got? I still give you th- of a choice of three. Three now. Three? Yes. Three shall be the number. And Five, the number sir. shall be no. three. Oh. But I have taken one out. Okay. And put two in instead. 
Wait, There's wait. Did you, did you take the one out that we wanted and then Hold put on. the other ones this in? This is a joke here. Oh, yes, there is. You took how many out and put how many in? Two. <laughs> you took two out. Took one out. And then put two in. Yes. One out and put two in. That's why we have three. So it's one plus two plus two plus one. So out of these, you get three? <laughs> Sorry. Shocker, isn't it? It is a shocker, right? <laughs> Okay, so. <laughs> I picked this one. I picked this one. I picked this one. All right, one. What, are you, what, are you, what's, what are the choices here, Maestro? One of them. That one stinks. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, no. Okay. That was the subtitle one. We're taking so, it out. So everyone knows these people will choose the answer to what I'm going to be watching. Oh, no. I've watched all these three films okay. very, many, uh, very, 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 very many times. I can't believe I said it that way. All right. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> First, Jackie Chan's Kung Fu Yoga. All right. That's one. That's the uh, pinky. Sure. Next two. That's, the one, that's not the one we wanted him to take out, though. Okay. That, oh, that, that oh you're right. You're right. You're right. Go ahead. Next one is Howard the Duck. Ooh. <laughs> I've heard of this movie. Oh, no. We got to do Howard the Duck. We got to do Howard the Duck. And then finally. But I like the other one. Though. No, no. We got to do Howard the Duck. <laughs> All right. Weekend at Bernie's. Oh. No, no, no. Two. Oh. Two. Two. No. Yeah, with the voodoo. I, I've seen that one. And it's enjoyable. It's a good spoilers show to do. Movie. All three of them are. No, 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 no. But Howard the Duck. I have not seen Howard mm. the Duck. This is a good excuse for me to watch yes. it. And I, Which has a character from Weekend at Bernie's. The oh. principal. Yep. Is in it. All right. Howard the Duck it is. So, <laughs> oh, my God. Next week, for Maestro's birthday, we're doing Howard the Duck. Sorry. Howard the Duck. Oh my gosh, dude! About, I haven't seen that in so long. Ooh. I've been curious about it for a long time. I've never oh, seen no. it. It's, it's I'm, I'm, uh, optimistically <laughs> curious, but then also very. I know what you're going to think about it already, but I love frightened. it. Oh my I will give you a little bit of information that has nothing to do. No, with no, the no, film. no, no, no. It has okay. nothing to do with the film. It was voiced by Rick Dees. Yeah, sure. Why not? Was fun. it really? No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he did the top forty, okay. right? He did a duck song. I'll bring it up next time. When you watch the film Back to the Future, Aww. and you saw the mother of Ooh, Marty McFly. Oh, that's right. She was Caroline in the city. Yes, she was. And when she, when you watched her, when you, was she really pretty? Yeah. Dude, yeah. Howard the yeah. Duck. Oh, around my the same, gosh. Was made around the same time. Okay. Yeah. Same. She the duck? No. no. Oh, I was about to say. Come on. You're ruining it. You're, you're there's a, say, there's a scene in the movie that makes you just go, oh, I wish I was that duck. I'm going to leave it at that. All right. All right. I will. Am I wrong? No, you're not. All I, will, right. I will watch this on my VR goggles and uh, we'll come back. <laughs> That's the end of the podcast for now, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Until next time, I am Adam. I'm Cowboy. And I'm confused. Oh, wait. I am Cowboy. Cowboy.